Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's known as Romania's Bermuda Triangle with talk of cryptids, aliens and spirits inhabiting it. But will it live up to its name as Europe's most haunted forest? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're travelling to the Hoya Bachu Forest in Romania. According to the legend, the Hoya Forest is a hotspot of paranormal phenomena, with many ghost stories and legends contributing to its popularity. But what is it? The Hoya Forest is a 55,000-year-old forest situated in the west of the city of Cluj-Napoku, close to the Ethnographic Museum of Transylvania. Despite its haunted history, the forest is used as a common recreation destination, with a biking park, paintball and archery being recently added to the area. In 1960 and 1994, excavations took place on a Neolithic settlement that had been found, believed to have been established around 6,500 BC. In 1960 and 1994, excavations took place on a Neolithic settlement that had been found, believed to have been established around 6,500 BC, with tombs and houses from this settlement uncovered. Does this group have a connection to the strange goings-on here. Now, the forest itself covers an area of 250 hectares of Transylvania and has consistent reportings of paranormal activity. The reports are so consistent that the forest is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. Ah, when can I go? It's said to have been inhabited by the devil in person, ghosts, cryptids, and aliens. A few weeks back, we spoke with cryptic expert Megan Deverson, who visited the forest and witnessed something herself. The history of the forest is bizarre. There is a complete circle in the middle of the forest where nothing grows. And it's been like that for ages. And they've tested the soil. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no like crazy radiation or pH differences. There's no reason why the trees aren't growing in this circle. And it's the hub of activity. Wow. Uh, and it's bizarre. It, we, you know, we went there and watched the sunset and there are planes that fly overhead and you can see the lights from the city. So as long as you keep those two in mind, anything else we saw we was was unexplained we saw lights we couldn't explain in the forest uh we heard voices and 
I mean, as you say, there's there's dogs, a lot of dogs. Um, and the cryptids that are supposedly there are these, again, dog men, half man, half dog beast, which, you know, I take with a grain of salt. Um, you see a dog, it's night, it's scary. Mm. Uh, but we'd done the whole night and we'd heard and seen some quite cool things, but nothing particularly cryptidy. And we were walking back, which was a long walk, <laughs> and there was a rustle. We both looked left and there was, I, 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 I still struggle to put proper words to it. It was bigger than a dog. I would say bigger than a wolf. And it had these, I, I, we were both holding torches and they both went to the left and shined in its face because we were like, whoa, what's that? And it just seemed to have like glowing red eyes, which is such a cliche in the paranormal world. Mm. But I, it was there and it, and the person I was with was a, complete skeptic and he freaked out <laughs> and I wanted to get a shot of it with my camera <laughs> and he and we just had to like it was very close and staring at us and I, you know it just it it freaked me out but I was very proud that I had this bizarre I was holding a camera and unfortunately it wasn't a night camera so I was just hoping that my torch and this piddly little camera I was holding would capture it and it absolutely didn't. So I wanted to go oh. closer. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the way? It always I wanted is. to go closer, but I don't know. He, my The person I was with just freaked out and started sort of run walking away. And I was like, this is actually dangerous now. <laughs> so we left. So could Megan have encountered the devil here? In the 1960s, the forest gained popularity when biologist Alexandra Sift photographed a strange flying object over the forest. The forest is said to be named after the shepherd, Hoya Bachu. That's what that word means. And this shepherd passed through the forest with his 200 sheep. And he and his animals, livestock, were never seen again. How does that happen? I mean, that's, like I say, that's a... That's a lot of sheep to, to disappear. Now, this is not the only disappearance in the forest either. One of the most haunting stories is from a five-year-old girl who went into the forest one day and just simply vanished. She disappeared. And what's even creepier is that she emerges five years later without having aged a single day and with no recollection of where she'd been. It's also said that a woman disappeared into the forest with a 15th century coin in her pocket. Then years later, a woman reappeared in the forest with, yes, a 15th century coin in her pocket. Then there's the trees themselves. You've got to go online and have a look at this forest. The trees are incredible. Um, there are many of them about 200 years old. It's incredible the way that they're twisting around each other and really odd and peculiar, creepy, sh circular shapes. And, and they twist into each other and join. Some of them look like old men and women, you know, with their old wizened bones all tied up together. It's incredible. And many say that these trees are portals to other worlds. And then this is the, this is, this is the bit that got me. The clearing. Now, here, the trees stop, right, in a clean oval where nothing grows and records state that nothing has ever grown there. 
the soil uh, was tested by scientists and showed that this this land, this oval shape is fully capable to sustain plant life. Yet nothing has ever grown there. Some studies, however, have revealed higher than usual radioactivity produced by the natural uranium in the subsoil. This clearing attracts Romanian witches and people who try and cleanse the area through yoga. Residents of nearby towns claim that the forest itself is a portal and those who pass through it may never return. Could this be what happened with the shepherd and the young girl? Today, visitors report nausea, anxiety, burns, severe rashes, headaches and high fever, the feeling of being watched, failure of electronic devices and ectoplasm are routinely seen by visitors brave enough to enter. Is the forest haunted or have we become so disconnected to nature that we become uncomfortable spending time in the woods? That's something that really did make me think. And I, I, I was digging further and I found this report um, from a website called The Maelstrom that centres on all things a bit weird and strange. So what I'm about to read to you is their report on the bizarre haunted Romanian forest. It reads, another case surrounds the woman in white. Now, it wouldn't be a spooky story without one, would it? As the story goes, a bride-to-be and her fiancé were enjoying an afternoon stroll in the forest. And before the young woman turned up, unbeknownst to her future husband, she set off in another direction. So she never met her fiancé. She just disappeared in the woods. She completely vanished and was never seen again until... That is, her ghostly apparition began to haunt the woods, only revealing herself to women and children. And the bride-to-be is allegedly a regular fixture for those passing through the forest. Paranormal activity. Aside from the young lady who never made it to the altar, there are numerous cases of supposed paranormal activity attached to Hoya Bacho. It's a surprise anyone <laughs> ever steps inside it. It's believed that many, many years ago, around 200 Romanian peasants were slaughtered in the forest and their tortured souls continue to roam the land, trapped in a waking purgatory of sorts with piercing green eyes and shrouded in a black fog. The ghosts of the peasants appear in pairs and, well, scare the living daylights out of those who come across them. Could Megan possibly have seen one of those spirits when she was in the forest? Many visitors report, as we've just touched on before, an irrational anxiety. And that's, that always gets me when for no reason whatsoever you, you become so nervous, but a deep sense of unease as soon as you enter the forest and a distinct feeling that they're being watched and followed. And ghost hunters and everyday visitors report seeing orbs of light, uh, which are commonplace in areas of paranormal activity, as we know, um, while the accompanying giggles of unseen females that break the eerie silence or the voices uh, whispering in the distance. Um, I mean, it must make an absolutely terrifying day out, <laughs> that's for sure. Cell phones and other electronic devices, as I've already mentioned, uh, have been known to stop working altogether um, and numerous sources claim to have been scratched or physically impressed upon by something in their personal space. 
Now, quite possibly the starting point for the legend of Hoya Bachu's notorious reputation was back in the 1960s. Again, we mentioned Alexander Swift, but he was a biologist. Um, and then Emile Barnier uh, photographed an unusual disc-like object hovering above the forest. And you can find this picture uh, online. And it's supposedly in keeping with the legendary status of the area, directly above the circle of land whereby nothing ever grows. And I suppose that sort of goes hand in hand with with the high levels in that oval empty space of land with um, radioactivity. And I always remember when we looked at the UFO case of Rendlesham, do you remember a long time back uh, when the uh, military went in there and where allegedly the, the UFO, the spacecraft had landed, they picked up on unusually high levels of radioactivity. Similar things are happening here. How incredible is that? Um, more recently, in the early noughties, a couple of Kluge citizens themselves claimed to have seen an unidentified object meandering above the area. So could extraterrestrial activity be responsible for the inexplicable passing of time and memory loss that has beset a number of locals and visitors alike. Do you remember Betty and Barney Hill? All those people that have allegedly been abducted by aliens, they talk about missing time. So is it possible that the young five-year-old girl who mysteriously returned all those years later had been abducted by aliens? Whatever the reality of the Hoya Bachu forest land and the many tales that accompany its mention, it's truly a wondrous part of the world. A quite stunning landscape in a country where fiction and fact are as blurry as a photograph of a ghost taken by an eager paranormal enthusiast. And that, I added, as I say, came from the Maelstrom website. It's actually quite a nice website if you fancy having a look at it. It's fascinating, isn't it? And as you know, I spent some time in Transylvania investigating Corvin Castle, the alleged birthplace of Vlad the Impaler. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to visit the forest, um, which was really frustrating as I'd heard of its mysterious and haunting tales. There is definitely, as some people say, something in the water in Transylvania. And you can feel it as soon as you walk around the small villages and visit the castles. I remember feeling on edge and a little afraid as I walked around these places. Was I picking up on past traumas? I believe I was. The history of Romania, um, the Carpathian Mountains, Transylvania have had their fair share of battles and war. And let's not forget, they've had some real tyrannical leaders, Vlad Tepes being one of them. And even right up into the 20th century when President Ceausescu ruled that all farmers and people living outside the cities should all be evacuated and forced to move into the cities and live in apartment blocks. The devastation caused was absolutely horrific. So can a country's history of trauma, war and death leave a negative stench on the land? I truly believe it can. Look at some of the uh, the places in Germany and Poland and uh, uh, where there were concentration camps. Allegedly, no birds fly over these places. So what's going on there? The energy, I really believe that it sticks like a bad smell to these places. Don't get me wrong, 
beautiful, beautiful place. I love Romania. I've, I've spent many, many months there. Going back to when I was a Blue Peter presenter, we did a big appeal where we were helping the Romanian orphans. And I was constantly back and forth, back and forth to Romania. And I absolutely loved it. And the one thing that I adored were all the people. They were so welcoming and lovely. And if you were walking down the street, come in, come in, and they'd make you food and just so lovely and kind. And it, it always gets me when people that have have these amazing attitudes to life and they're so friendly and so giving. They seem to be treated the most appallingly. And so Romania, yes, it has had a most horrific uh, history. So when I was there, I could really feel and sense uh, this trauma. And I wasn't the only one. I met many people on my journeys across the country who felt the same. And actually, they loved being there, but they were, no, I, I really can't wait to go home and couldn't put their finger on what it was. Now, though, in the 21st century, I'm sure with more time having passed, perhaps that cold feeling has dissipated. I really do want to go back to Transylvania and I would love to go soon. I really, really would. But what about forests? Let's just talk about forests in general. Do they hold some kind of paranormal force that we cannot see? Like I said earlier on, have we disconnected so much with nature that when we do go into a, a dark forest with twisted trees, our imaginations run wild? So what is occurring at Hoyabachu? Is there some kind of portal in the centre, in that oval, that is making people disappear. Well, according to the locals, thousands of people have disappeared. Thousands of people have disappeared. And they believe they walk into the forest and just never come out. I have no idea if this could be true, but the fact that the locals are absolutely, they refuse to enter and they tell tales of the shepherd and the five-year-old girl going missing. And of course, the coin uh, that the, the, the lady disappeared with and appeared with. It leads me to believe that perhaps there is some kind of portal within the forest, definitely. I remember investigating a pub in Cornwall many years ago. Again, let's just talk about forests in general. And I think uh, it was in series two of Most Haunted that we ended up spending time in the dead of night in a supposed haunted forest close to the pub. It was an incredibly creepy experience, uh, let me tell you. If you've never walked through a, a dense forest in the middle of the night, just do it. It's it. Honestly, your senses are so heightened. It's incredible. Well, anyway, uh, it was in the early hours of the morning that I was walking through this forest and I was walking through the undergrowth and around the trees, trying not to trip over and hurt myself. And I had my night vision camera with me. Um, and I was hoping to catch on camera the ghost of what locals had described a black, tall, shadowy man. And apparently he'd been witnessed many times. Nobody knew who he was. There was a myth here and a legend there, but nobody really knew his true identity. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, the only thing I saw or rather heard was a few birds fluttering and flapping away after I disturbed them as I walked under their trees. <laughs> but a wee wee came away and Bloody hell did I scream. However, it was two other members of the team that managed to capture the oddest looking shadowy figure on camera that night. Uh, Carl and another cameraman panned the camera around as I think they heard footsteps uh, walking behind them. But when they looked, they couldn't see anything. It was only in the edit that we discovered a strange, ugly, shadowy cloaked face staring at them. 
I screamed in the edit as well. Um, what that thing was, I don't know. Carl and I have spoken about it many times uh, and we still don't know. But I believe we'd captured a ghost. The ghost that many of the locals had reported in the past of that haunted forest. And I'm sure it's, it's on YouTube, but it's one of the locations in Cornwall. Uh, that's a bit of a clue, uh, but I can't remember the title of it. Well, before I tell you more about my experiences, we have not one story, but three from Paul in Aberystwyth. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Hello there. Um, Just wanted to say, uh, like many other people, uh, loving the podcast. I am a a delivery driver for a well-known supermarket and your 
shows have kept me um, terrified, and especially in the evenings. <laughs> I wanted to share with you uh, three little stories that happened to me over several years. Uh, first, my earliest sort of memory I have is sleep. We used to sleep at my uh, grandparents every weekend, and. I sadly lost my granddad when I was nine years old. And we went to my nana one weekend and went to bed. I was reading a good old fashioned Beano. And I remember suddenly hearing outside, what felt like outside, like four people singing in a, like a choir. But then what followed there was footsteps on the carpet in the bedroom I was in walking up and down the bedroom. Now, this frozen me to the core uh, until I built up enough courage to run out of the room and go into my nana and, and tell her I'd had a bad dream. and She let me sleep there for the rest of the night. Um, it wasn't until many years later when I was older and told my parents of what actually did happen that I was told that the bedroom that I was in, my nana, was sleeping in when my granddad was alive because he, he snored so loudly my nana decided to go sleep in the middle bedroom as we called it um, only when he passed away at work that's where my nana was um, so I don't know whether that was him sort of coming back and trying to find my nana or find me or whatever it was it was quite a, a chilling moment uh, the second story I had was um, <clears throat> when I was in my 20s I woke up one morning with, the best way I can describe it, on my back shoulder, um, there was like a perfect grid of tiny little circles. I checked the bed for anything that I may have laid on all night. Uh, there was nothing there and it wasn't painful or anything. There was just this perfectly square grid on my back, which I've never been able to explain. It was there for a couple of days and then vanished. Um, so yeah, I don't know what caused that. Uh, my final little story I'd like to share with you was during um, your visit to 30 East Drive in Pontefract, I watched that show and I was absolutely amazed and it really did sort of get me back into the most haunted thing. Uh, and I discovered that you could actually go there and stay there yourself. So for my birthday, I thought, well, I'll book myself in. And I went with a, a group of people and one of them was a, a guy who we, I was in like a, a media company with. So we took cameras and set them up and nothing really much happened on the night, apart from I got tickled on the back of my neck in one of the bedrooms and there was an unusual uh, glitch with one of the walkie-talkies just before that happened. I went home and went to check all the footage and we'd left a recorder in the room just hoping to pick up on an EVP and I skipped through it and I managed to find a moment where a woman's voice sung a song and it went like, <laughs> it went like this. <laughs> I didn't hear it on the night, but shortly after that, I got tickled on the back of my neck. So I only picked that up as an EVP. However, um, the spookiness does not end there because a year or so later, I looked at YouTube clips of East Drive and found a video and they said they managed to catch an EVP. 
well, every hair of my body stood on end when they played this EVP, and it was the same woman going, hmm, 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 And, yeah, that really confirmed it for me. So I hope you've enjoyed me waffling on uh, with my stories. Um, I've been meaning to send them in for a while um, and hopefully get featured on the show. But, yeah, thanks for everything, and uh, thanks for keeping my nights creepy and entertaining. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. This is Paul from uh, Aberystwyth, by the way. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much uh, for sending in your voice note. It's always been very disconcerting when I've experienced more than one spirit voice uh, in a room and incredibly exciting. Last year, Most Haunted filmed an investigation at Bishton Hall in Staffordshire, uh, where we had the most wonderful, thrilling and creepy experiences. At one point, we're all standing in an upstairs corridor and to our amazement, we heard the walking of feet across the wooden floor boards then above us a whistle was heard in the distance and then the whole corridor began to twist and vibrate it was and I, I can't tell you the most incredible moment of excitement I mean I was jumping up and down with excitement to actually feel a whole corridor twisting and the wood rocking backwards and forwards the walls vibrating and I asked how many spirits were present and they responded with many 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 knocks I also asked if there are any children with us and they replied that yes there were it was an obvious question as the hall was once a children's boarding school and as we left I spoke out loud to the spirits thanking them for communicating with us And as I walked down the corridor towards the stairs, I heard right in my ear this noise. (laughs) Now, it was picked up by the microphone on the camera, obviously a little bit quieter because the camera was sort of two people behind me than what I heard. It was right in my ear. But nonetheless, it was there. To me, it was the spirit of a child who had taken a dislike to me and was being a tad cheeky. Now, I've been back many times since to this location and experienced so much more. And this episode is currently in the edit and will be showed on the Most Haunted Official YouTube channel and uh, at some point uh, this year. I think it's the end of February. Now, with regards to ghosts touching us, absolutely fantastic. It did make me think, why do they do it? Can they feel us? Sometimes we definitely feel their touch from pinching to pulling hair to a stroke of the bottom. Oh, yes, I've had that. Lucky me. To crew members being choked and punched. Now, obviously, it's lovely if you feel a soft stroke to the face or on your hand and you know it's a departed loved one. I mean, that's a real gift and one that should never be forgotten. But the other kind of touches from a ghost, the frightening ones, I wouldn't wish on anyone. So why then uh, are voices and whistles so common in ghost hunting? Well, I believe it's all to do with energy. And I think frequencies uh, are definitely a part of it and certainly vibrations. I believe that we all vibrate on a certain level. The spirit world can intercept this vibration and use that energy, harness it uh, somehow to make objects move or make a sound like a whistle or a spoken word. It's just my theory 
<laughs> I'm no expert, but maybe you have a better or different one, a different theory. If so, I'd love to hear it. Thank you so much, Paul, for your voice note. Absolutely fascinating. And don't forget, you can send your voice notes in even easier uh, to our WhatsApp. And here's the number 75 as many of you will know, if you've seen all of the Most Haunted episodes, I've had the pleasure of spending the night in many a haunted forest and a wood. Uh, I endured camping overnight in one, which was horrific, and because I don't like going to the loo outside, and was woken up <laughs> by poor Stuart, who's one of our cameramen, having a fight with what he described as the most enormous triangular ever. It wasn't. It was one of those tiny little spiders with very long legs. I swear to God, I laughed so hard, I think I weed again. Ah, the memories. Bizarrely enough, the woods on our land are haunted, where I live, by an old owner of the property. Now, apparently... Um, in the early 1900s, he was having a very hard time with money and so took a rope and went and hanged himself from one of the oak trees in our wood. One night, I was walking the dogs and, yeah, fool. Uh, and I was using my torch to guide uh, the way when all of a sudden, I felt as if someone was following me. You know that feeling you get when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? I actually turned around and thought, is somebody there? And you know when you spook yourself, you've not seen anything, you've not heard anything, it's just a feeling you get and you get a little bit spooked. And that's how I felt. So I began to walk a lot quicker and I called the dogs to me, you know, for comfort. Come on, come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, and as if in a flash, Suddenly, an image blasted in line with where my torch was pointing. And in front of me, I think it must have been about 50 yards, on my left was the largest oak tree on our land. And the image I saw was really upsetting. And thankfully, it only lasted a split second, but I definitely saw it. I didn't imagine it. I saw it. It was a man hanging from the tree. I didn't see his face. It was the outline of a body slumped and swinging. Well, you know what I did, don't you? <laughs> I won't even say it. I'm bored of even saying the word. But anyway, I ran as quickly as I could. And subsequently, I haven't gone walking in our woods at night since then. And I believe that the hanged farmer was watching me and showed me his demise. And Carl and I have often talked about it. You know, when you talk about, oh, we must go and do that, must go and do that, must, must, must. And then life gets in the way and you keep forgetting to do it. But we must go and see if we can make contact with this person because he might need help. If we do, and, and I'm sure we will, uh, I'll let you know how we get on. Well, thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. As I said earlier, we're on WhatsApp, and here's the number. Don't be shy. Send me a voice note, 075-999-27537. We are on Instagram, and the handle is at paranormal 
Activity Pod. What did you think of today's episode? What are your thoughts? What are your theories? What do you think about the uh, Hoyabachu Forest? Could it have something to do with time travel? Could it have something to do with aliens? What about the ghosts? Please let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Stay safe and remember, if you see anything peculiar, strange, weird, paranormal, then report back to base. Remember, things aren't always as they seem. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.